0: This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts
1: now. All right. Well, hello and uh, good day to you out there. I'm Pastor Brian. I'm sitting in for uh, Pastor Dan Stahlbaum today. And across the table from me here at Morning Breath, we have uh, my beautiful bride, uh, Emily Moore, is across there. How you doing, honey?
2: I'm doing well. Happy to be here.
1: Awesome. Thanks for uh, doing the show with me. This is a, it's a pleasure. It's a, it's fun to do. And we are what I understand in your favorite chapter, maybe in the whole Bible or one of them at least.
2: It is. I love Galatians chapter five.
1: Yeah. So we're in Galatians chapter five. Uh, this is a, uh, a devotion, sure to jumpstart your day. Maybe it is drive time for you. You're getting this on 91.5. FM or you're getting it through a a podcast or a lot of the other ways. Do you want to tell them how to get connected to the show, Emily?
2: Absolutely. Through the East Coast app is a great way. If you want to search that in the app store, just search East Coast app or our website, ECCC.us for info. You can find events there, um, past sermons that have been preached at East Coast, morning breath episodes like this one. Um, You can find us, the church, also on Facebook and Instagram, on YouTube. We're all over the place. Or you can call our church office at 321-452-1060, and we can email you the morning breath guide so you can keep up with us and uh, follow along. Or we could mail it to you by snail mail, um, just with more information about East Coast as well.
1: Yeah, it's cool. So we'd just really love for you to get in the Word of God with us. That is the heart of the show is that we would open up a chapter. We would uh, read the chapter before we come to the studio and we just really talk about what uh, God breathes on as we do that. And in the studio with us as well, we have uh, our studio extraordinaire engineer over there. Nick, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Awesome. There's uh, some other things uh, that we should tell them about. Do you want to tell them about it? I'm lobbing it over to you on the fly. Can you tell our people how to check out the other things that we do around here? Um. Yeah, I, I can't, oh, I, can't don't do
0: have, it. I don't have one in front of me I'm a sorry, so
1: here's me. how we do it You can get onto our Facebook page We want to invite you to our Facebook Or to check out our video podcast Pastor Matt and Pastor Jessica They do a Monday show every week by video And so that's a great way you can do it Through our YouTube page I thought Nick was going to nail it for us. I just wasn't is... sure where
0: you guys were. That's okay. okay.
1: <laughs> That's all right. Thanks for uh, thanks for being here and doing all the other things you're doing over there. There's a lot of buttons in front of him and a lot of faders. If you, if you know what a soundboard looks like, there's a big one in front of him and uh, computers and all sorts of things he's monitoring to make sure this thing works. So thanks, Nick, for what you do. And we're going to get into uh, Galatians 5 today. I have the New Living Translation. What do you have over there?
2: I have the New King James Version.
1: I've seen that Bible for a lot of years, that faithful one over there. I'm on an iPad. She's on the... Uh, on the, that's the Bible. The I don't know. When did you get that Bible? Bible? How long have you had that Bible? Oh, uh,
2: This was a uh, graduation present from my parents. So it was many moons ago, long time ago, back Although, before I had your last name.
1: Back in the nineties somewhere. Yeah. Nice. Yep. <laughs> nice. All right. So uh, let's get into it. I'm going to get you started. I, we're going to break it after uh, verse 12, I guess. Um, and I'll pick it up at 13. Sounds so good. I say unto you, ma'am, read, Miss Emily
2: stand fast therefore in the liberty by which christ has made us free and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage indeed i paul say to you that if you become uncircumcised christ will profit you nothing and i testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor to keep the whole law You have become estranged from Christ, you who attempt to be justified by the law. You have fallen from grace. For we through the Spirit eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but faith working through love. You ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion does not come from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in you. In the Lord, that you will have no other mind, but he who troubles you shall bear his judgment, whoever he is. And I, brethren, if I still preach circumcision, why do I still suffer persecution? Then the offense of the cross has ceased. I could wish that those who trouble you would even cut themselves off.
1: All right, verse 13, for you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. But if you are always biting and devouring one another, watch out, beware of destroying one another. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil. Which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants and the spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires for these two forces are constantly fighting each other so you are not free to carry out your own your good intentions but when you are directed by the spirit you are not under obligation to the law of moses when you follow the desires of your sinful nature the results are very clear sexual immorality impurity lustful pleasures idolatry sorcery hostility quarreling jealousy Outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. Amen. So, uh, because it is your favorite chapter, and uh, yeah, I'm sure there's, uh, you could probably preach a few messages even off of this whole chapter here, <laughs> there's so much in this chapter that is, um, is. incredible guidance for us as believers. And um, I'm just going to lob it over to you. What, what stuck out to you this time? As you read, um, you know, this because this is a devotion, we, we talk about... Um, For those of you out there maybe new to the show, we talk about what sticks out. This isn't a teaching program. We're not going to teach you, you know, chapter by chapter, line by line. What we're going to do is we're going to speak to what stuck out to us as we read the chapter, what jumped off the page or what jumped off of our iPad in my situation, what, what maybe you would highlight or maybe you focused on today in your walk with Jesus and, you know, that God would speak to you. Maybe... And this is pretty awesome what the Spirit of God will do is He'll speak to you like He'll speak to me. And we'll we'll have some things that we go, man, that really stuck out to me as well. But what stuck out to you as you read the chapter? Um, tell us tell us out there what's, uh, what's happening.
2: Well, something, I love how the Holy Spirit speaks to us through the Word, because today, even though I've been in this chapter for years, it's been one of my favorites, probably my most favorite chapter in the Bible um, because of the content that we're going to talk about today. But today, um, the Holy Spirit highlighted... A word that I have not noticed before and it was in verse 8 it says this persuasion and that word persuasion really stuck out to me it says this persuasion does not come from him who calls you and that's talking about Jesus this is talking about God who has called us to walk in his grace and this chapter is so much about the grace that he's called us to walk in and it kind of reminded me um, previously in Galatians chapter 3 where it says Oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? And it's this persuasion. It's a it's a bewitching concept that, um, that you can be, as it says in chapter 3 of verse 3, having begun in the spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? That what this chapter is talking about is about walking in the spirit, that we're not called to walk in the flesh. But it's kind of crazy because the way the world works is that you get what you deserve. You get what you earn. You, if you, if And part of that is biblical because you do reap what you sow, but that's not the message that has been communicated here. The message of grace is that, is that we're getting from God what we don't earn, what we yeah. don't deserve. There's nothing that we can do to earn grace. There's nothing that we can do to be justified by our own actions. We're not, um, we're not justified by the law. If we're, it says in verse four, you have become a strange from Christ you who attempt to be justified by the law you have fallen from grace and as firm as the um, as the language is in this chapter this is such an encouraging chapter to me this chapter just ravishes my heart I love it because God is calling us out of this persuasion out of this bewitching concept that is in the world that we, have to be justified by what we do. He's saying, no, no, I bought you with an expensive price. I paid for you with the blood of my dear son. There's nothing that you can do to earn that. And don't listen to that demonic persuasion. Don't listen to that bewitching thought that would say, you have to earn this. It's because of your good works that you can earn grace or earn your good standing with God. So God just really highlighted that word persuasion to me, not to listen to that persuasion that is worldly that says, we have to earn it.
1: Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of this that happens. Like, it's not like, you know, some some wicked person that is like, you know, the most terrible, terrible thing you've ever seen comes up to you and, you know, steers you or leads you astray. What often happens is like, yeah. like this says, you know, that there's just a little yeast that spreads through the whole batch of dough. You know, we get... We, we live in a culture that is very much performance based. My story, my yes. history had, you know, pre, you know, coming to Christ and, you know, just as I was an athlete I, and athletes, you know, numbers matter, right? And so as, yes. a, as a baseball player, either it's your batting average or how many home runs you hit or how many, you know, people you strike out or how many people you walk or all, there's, there's a zillion stats out there and, you know, depending on the sport that you play. Um, but it's not just in sports that happens. That that could be your, your annual review in your, in your workplace. You yeah. know, there's numbers attached to everything and how How much money do you make? Or how many letters are after your last name? Because your credentials say this or that. And, you know, there's this whole performance-based thing that we just grow up in in a culture that everything we do is judged by what we do and not necessarily who we know, you know. And um, what Paul's saying here to the Galatians is he's going, hey, listen, listen, it's not about all that you're doing and moving away from what he did for you. Let's make sure we get back to the things that actually are inside based and not outside based not behavior based but actually inside and character traits and let's work hard at what god did for you so that the inside and out of the overflow of what happens on the inside of you then we'll see behavior change and we'll see things that are going on out there but if you just want to be working on behavior all the time that's those dead works again and that doesn't add up to anything and you're just it's a bunch of junk and somebody has steered you astray got a little bit of that seeped into there and you know what it's starting to spread throughout and he says you know what if you're not careful, you're you're going to end up over here. And remember what it used to look like before Christ. Remember what your behavior was like. And he he lists this long list of all the things that you know what it looks like to not walk by the Spirit. And he goes, remember, you know, when you when you follow the desires of, of of your flesh, this happens. And there's a long list of 19 and 20 verse 21 but then he gets down there to 22 which is one of my favorite verses in all of in all of scripture actually mm-hmm. this is what you know I I don't know I've quoted this thing hundreds of times actually you know we can just jump through the the fruit of the spirit love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness you know gentleness self-control these things are like in me. Like I I understand that this is what the spirit of God looks like coming out of a man or a woman, right? Comes out of somebody who's been redeemed or justified by grace and by the goodness of who God is. And then it says this one line, there is no law against these things. There's yeah. no limit to these things. There's no there's no boundary to these things. Think about what is the boundary of love? You know, like where does love Love is never ending, right? Like joy, how do you measure joy? Like there's not even a measuring stick for these things many times. Patience, how patient are you compared to how patient you could be, you know? And we just, how kind are you? This measuring stick, versus the, the the works of the flesh man there's a there's a clear measuring stick for these things yeah. like there's no question what idolatry looks like there's no question you know what you know sexual immorality looks like there's these things are very picturesque versus what it looks like to actually walk and flow in the spirit of God there's no limitation to that and we can we could spend our entire lives trying to dig out what joy looks like and we could just never get there because it's just unending in, in the presence of God
2: oh yeah and I love how you were talking about even just the first fruit of the spirit says love and how that connects with verse 6 how it says for in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything what we're doing to try to to try to earn grace it it literally avails nothing but the thing that does avail it says but faith, working through love and that's a fruit of the spirit and really the way the chapter flows where it starts to talk about in verse 16 says walk in the spirit and you're not going to do those lusts of the flesh things like we can try and we can try and we can earn it earn it you know try to earn something that was just meant to be a free gift from God but it kind of the way the chapter flows it just it begins to show us how we walk in the spirit this is a this is um it's it's how we walk, it's what we do every day, that we can hang with Jesus. And I remember this is one of the things that made me fall in love with this chapter back when I was a young adult and maybe even a teenager that I realized I can hang out with Jesus every day. I can watch a movie with Jesus and I can listen to music with Jesus. I can go for a run with Jesus. I can hang out with my friends with Jesus. I can be married and Jesus is right there. I. This is what walking in the spirit looks like. And when Jesus is with me and I'm just enjoying him, just he's my best friend. I'm enjoying him. I'm doing life with, life with him. This is what walking in the spirit is. And when you're walking in the spirit and just doing life with Jesus automatically, you're not going to want to fulfill the lust of the flesh automatically. It's kind of like how we are in our marriage. I don't have to constantly every day remind myself of my vows. Okay, I pledge my faithfulness to Brian. I better be careful not to have an affair today. No, I just walk with him. I love him. That is how I do life. I live in love with you so that I don't have to constantly remind myself not to have eyes for another man because I have eyes for you. I'm walking around in love with you and that's how I keep from having... An affair. I don't have to continually to remind myself not to do that thing, not to do that thing. No, because I'm walking in love with you. Similarly, we walk in the spirit. We walk in love with Jesus. And automatically when you're living in that place, you don't have to worry about fulfilling the lusts of the flesh when you're doing life with Jesus.
1: Yeah, I think an incredible application of this of this point maybe is as you're going through your day to day, you go, man, I'm wrestling with this thing. Like whatever the thing is, you might be wrestling with or behavior that you really just want to see changed. And um, like you were saying, you know, what is your focus on to see that change? Are you focusing on the problem constantly on the problem? Man, I wish I just didn't whatever. Maybe maybe it's smoking. Let's say it's, you know, an addictive thing. like smoking maybe you're addicted to something and you're all you could think about is i i just i'm not gonna do that anymore not gonna do that anymore. not gonna do that anymore versus being filled up with the fruit of the spirit and going you know what i'm gonna love people well or i'm gonna i'm gonna be patient because you know i'm not gonna be anxious and and the, just the constant anxiety that goes with trying to break off some addictive thing in your life, yeah. that in itself, the anxiety that comes with it isn't walking in the spirit. And so let's walk in peace. Let's walk in that God can provide and meet the need for whatever that gap is that you're trying to fill with that addictive thing. Um, let's let's work hard at that. Don't work hard at not doing something. Let's actually look at what we can be hungry for. And there's no limit to those things. And so when we're yeah. hungry for joy, or we're hungry for peace, or we're hungry for patience or kindness. and Let's be looking out. How can we be kind today? You know, you, you, maybe you got a temper and you're going, man, I just would love to not blow a gasket anymore. Yeah. Well, you know what? The more you think about not blowing a gasket is not actually going to help you from not blowing a gasket. Yeah. What's going to help you is actually to renew your mind to what's possible to walk in peace, that the things that become so frustrating to you, the things that maybe would, would connect to some selfish desire in, yours, in, in you that, that gets that response out of you when you don't get your way, whatever the way is maybe that thing you would look and you'd go, you know what, I'm gonna actually not change just the exterior behavior and focus so much on the behavior. Let's work on the things on the inside. And that's what the spirit of God wants to do. He wants to live on the inside of you. He wants to equip you so you can literally It can be a guide to your life. It says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Verse 16, then you won't be doing the sinful nature, you know, things you crave. You know what? It's let's let him guide. Let's actually slow down a little bit because many times, at least my experience in life is when I'm actually walking slower, when I'm not, I don't mean like physically walking slower, but when life seems to not be running 100 miles an hour and it's actually running at a pace that's manageable for me, I can make good decisions. I could actually look at things and go, that's a trap over there or that's the bewitching thing over there that's trying to get me to go somewhere i don't want to go i'm gonna i'm gonna give that a stiff arm because i have time to do it nfl season is kicking off actually i think it kicked off already Um, but you see a running back going down you know going down the field if he can react with a stiff arm to you know to, to hold off a, a tackler, that's actually going to help him versus getting blindsided. You never see yeah. it. Many times in our lives, we can get blindsided, quote unquote, but that's because we let the game get going too fast for us. We need to slow yeah. down a bit. And you know what? Beware. It says in verse 15, it says... But you're always biting and devouring one another. Watch out. Beware of destroying one another. Beware means you need to be on the lookout. Like yeah. look around a little bit, right? So rather than just being so self-focused and conscious on what you're doing wrong, maybe you would be aware of what's going on out there so that you can actually have the filter of the Spirit of God slow the thing down before it actually gets into you and you respond the wrong way.
2: Yeah, I love that. I love what you said about slowing the game down because um, truly we all have most of us have busy lives yeah. or there are things that can that can fill up our lives and and distract us from hanging with Jesus like it's talking about walking in the Spirit. And um, if you slow down, if you spend time with Jesus, and really at the beginning of the day, it's when we like to get in the Word, right? Yeah. At the beginning of the day, before the day starts, then you're able to have God's pace. Then you're able to do what it says in verse 18. But if you're led by the Spirit... Yeah. You're not under the law and being led by the spirit starts with starting off the day with Jesus. Let him set your pace for the day. Let him start your perspective for the day. And that's what being led by the spirit looks like, because, you know, it's just a matter of time before, like with my life, if... I mean, we have four kids. I'm going to be, I start my day with Jesus and then I'm driving somebody to school and they throw up in the car or something, you know, something's going to happen so that I'm going to need to go back to, wait a minute, I'm being led by the spirit. I just started my day with Jesus. I'm walking with him. He's right here with me. He knows somebody just threw up in the car all over and now I need to take care of this mess. But the fruit of the spirit is with me because Jesus is with me and I have peace. For this mess, and I have patience for this mess, and I have self-control for this sure. mess, and I have gentleness for my child in this mess, and it looks different for everybody. For somebody, it's the kid in the car who caused a problem, and for somebody else, it's a difficult boss, or it's a um, a marriage problem, or there are any number of things, any number. There, there is. It's impossible to go through a day without having some sort of yeah. thing that's going to come up to try to disrupt being led by the spirit and walking in the spirit, it's going to happen to everybody. And um, it's just a matter of continuing to walk in that, continuing to let Jesus set the pace for the day so that we can walk in the fruits of the spirit.
1: I love, I love how Paul, like, tries to get their attention in this chapter. Like, he's like, Hey, listen, like, watch out. Like, yeah. you know, like, like in verse two, he says, listen, I Paul tell you this, like, you know, even before in verse one, he says, now make sure you stay free. Don't get tied up again. Like, like yeah. he's going, Hey, I noticed something over here in your life. Like, you're going to end up tied up if you're not careful. You're going to be a slave again. Like, yeah. and in this culture, they understood slave. Like maybe we don't understand slave the same, right? Like, yeah. I mean, there's there's clearly, you know, slavery in the earth today. There's no question that that's still going on on a lot of levels. However, I don't know what it feels to be bound up as a slave. Yeah. Like I, I've grown up 44 years of my life, never even considering that I could end up as slave. But in this culture, when he goes, hey, you might end up a slave again to the law. Like we could end up, in a place that we never dreamed of being for good or for bad if you walk in the spirit on the good side you might you could never fathom The scripture says that no eye has seen no ears heard no mind conceived what is in store for those that love him like you can't even comprehend today what good there is by walking in the spirit at the same time you would never have dreamed or imagined that you'd be so bound up and you're stuck today and you're going man i just need to renew my mind i got to get out of this stuck you know what paul's going here's how you do it pay attention for a second of what you're letting in, because what's coming in isn't changing how you believed in the past. Maybe you've walked away from some things that you're out there and you said, you know, I've been walking with the Lord a long time and you've kind of let something seep back in. You know what? Close the door. Stop and reassess. And I love Paul's ability to help us reassess and go, hey, here's some things don't forget these are the things you don't want in your life and hey here's some incredible things be hungry for this get filled up with this and just run and you'll never get to the end of them just go for it but if you're not careful you're gonna be tied up slave again and yeah I don't want tied up
2: yeah yep like you said how it says listen and he's he, he's throwing out a beware here yeah. that like what you're saying there's there's really nothing that you you um how can i put this there's you can fall from things that sure. you have once learned you can forget about a revelation that god's spoken to you about Certainly. there's nothing that in our flesh that we're not capable of forgetting we can god can give us tremendous revelation of his grace and a lot of times that's how it is how we how we freely receive the word with joy and we're walking with jesus and we're walking in the spirit And very easily in a a matter of days, you give me a few days of vegging on Netflix and I'm going to really struggle walking in the spirit if I'm not hanging out with Jesus, if I'm not spending time in the word, there are revelations that you can forget. This isn't just true of grace. This is true of everything that God speaks to us and his voice and in any kind of thing. There's nothing that we can stand in the quote unquote goodness of our flesh. There is nothing good in our flesh. It's by grace that we stand. There's nothing that we can go, oh, I already already know all about that and stand in pride and go, I know about grace. I'm never going back. No, there's this persuasion in the world that's going to try to pull you. You may as well know it's out there and realize that it's by the Holy Spirit that we stand and we are continually needing him, continually needing to be led by him, continually needing to walk in the spirit. And it's good news too, because I never have to rely on myself. I sure. always need to rely on Jesus. It's a wonderful thing. It's not a crutch. It's a lifeline. It's a way of living and it's a beautiful thing. It's a love relationship.
1: It's cool. You know, before we get to the break, just quickly here, verse 25 says, since we're um, living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Yeah, That's a pretty profound thing that literally you could let the Spirit of God into every part of your life, not just your Sunday morning for an hour, not just a radio show like this on your drive to and from work, like not just your podcast, not just your... But literally, your 1130 at night on Friday night, you know? Yeah. Maybe you're 5 a.m. on whatever day when you're traveling or going on a business trip, you know? You're shopping, your what you're looking at, on, like literally every part of your life, what you're doing with your money, what you're doing with your kids, all of that... You can let the Spirit of God lead you in that. Amen. And you know what? He's an incredible leader. There's not a better leader in the earth on the planet. The Spirit of God is the best leader that's out there. We're going to uh, take a break. We'll be back to close it out. You are listening to Morning Breath
0: from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Take this year with God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ. Earn your Associate's, Bachelor's, and Master's degree. Our instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131. And our website is eccuequipped.com. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. East Coast Vieira meets every week at Vieira High School at 915 and 1045. With a high energy and dynamic children's ministry for all ages, East Coast Vieira Youth meets every Sunday night at 6 p.m. For more information or to learn more, our website is vieira.eccc.us. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Break. Morning
1: grace. All right. So, there uh, during the break, uh, Emily and I were talking. She got a little something here to close it out with. Um, to tell, them, tell them what you're going to share.
2: Um, I was thinking about just the incredible gift of God's grace that we've all received and how we have an opportunity to give this to other people that yeah. we're able to say, wow, God's forgiven me everything. And the truth in that is that because he's forgiven us everything, we can forgive anybody anything. And just to consider that, God has um, given us an opportunity to extend forgiveness. And if the Holy Spirit is pricking your heart right now or showing you somebody who you need to give grace to, that it's time to let it go, that yes, they did you wrong. Forgiveness is not saying it's okay. It's Forgiveness is saying, no, you did me wrong, but I forgive you. Even if it's just in your heart, even if the relationship can't be reconciled, even if it's not safe or something, it's still okay. You can still forgive them in your heart. It's something that is an opportunity that we have that is powerful. The grace that we've been given, we can give to other people.
1: That's good. I really love the the idea that there's something for us to do with this message. It's not just a a chapter we read again and we go, oh, okay, but there's something that we need to do that we can do and that might be forgive. There's a real force that's gonna push against you actually continue to walk this out in the spirit. And so let's walk it out today. Let's go for it with Jesus. Let's let's be led of the spirit and not just settle into where we could end up. And uh, we thank you for being with us on the show today. God bless you guys have an incredible week. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath
0: from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.